Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Amanda Burst, and you are listening to the Showdown Podcast. Did I get it right? You got it right. The Showdown Podcast presents The Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Vic Miller, and Brad Scott. This week's episode, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Welcome to the Showdown Podcast. It is our final episode in our Christmas-tastic series. Christmas is in two days. Yes, it is. So, uh, happy holidays, Merry Xmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, Welcome to the Showdown Podcast, a three-time award-winning podcast uh i am joined by Corey shitters full miller howdy vic where are all the black people in this movie miller <laughs> good question and i am brad cousin rocky balboa scott and this is the showdown podcast there was a cousin, a cousin Rocky, right? You gave yeah. me a weird oh, look. Because yeah. I was literally looking through the cast kid, names yep. to see what I could come up it with. It took so. me a minute. I forgot about that one. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, it's our Christmas-tastic uh, finale. You have to stop looking to him for approval. Oh. Just, just throw it this way. I'll gotcha. You yeah. Thank you, Vic. <laughs> yeah, you haven't learned that by now. We're at almost like 100 episodes, and you still haven't figured that out. <laughs> he likes to give you the benefit of the doubt, Corey. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, we're talking about the 1989 Christmas comedy film directed by Jeremiah Chechik. It is the third installment of the National Lampoon series and uh, probably one of the most iconic Christmas movies of all time. I think so. I think this probably ranks in everybody's at least top five, if not probably number one, except for Brad's. Um, Starring Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, Juliette Lewis, Johnny Galecki, um, you have uh, uh, Doris Roberts uh, as well, and Julia Louise Dreyfus, Brian so, Doyle Murray. Mm-hmm. So a very uh, star-studded cast, and yeah. Uh, did you guys ever do? Uh, did you ever? Ha- do you have like a holiday story, like family craziness, anything that would relate to this movie at all? Burned down a tree. Man, big a- fights. Has there ever been a big fight? No. You know what? My family has been pretty boring in that aspect. I even on both sides. It's like 
everybody's just peaceful with each other, which is kind of sad because I'd like to see something little, little drama. You could always stir the pot. Yeah, just I be, know. This year it'll be easier. Corey stinks. Stick Miller just stirring shit up. Who did everyone <laughs> vote for? <laughs> Let's talk about the election. Yeah, I have a black friend that comes to my house every week. Which one are you a Trump? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, seriously, I mean, it's just I. I'd like to see a little bit of drama. Vic, Just to sit back and watch. You're black. Uh, anyone ever been shot <laughs> at Christmas or? Uh, no, we, we we try to we try to keep the vests handy during Christmas. And like, uh, no, I actually haven't had. I to be completely honest, as diverse as my family is, we've never actually had any Christmas holiday drama. What about That's you? Mine either. But to be fair, my family's smart enough. We do like a couple hours. And then right we're done. Yep. yep. We don't we don't stick I around. I think that's probably why ours have never been a big issue. It's always like go to grandma's house in the morning, stay a couple hours, leave, go somewhere else, go a couple hours and then go to F home and, and call it a day. Yeah, I, I wish I just wish something. I want to talk uh, before we get into to this uh, movie. Um, I know we didn't talk about this because we yet again, no one showed up for the production meeting. Except for me. Um, I'm the only one doing real work on this show. Oh, that's what it is. So let's talk Christmas music. We haven't talked about that yet. No, you're right. We haven't. What are your guys's, uh, let's see, let's go. Will you, will you be able to do a top three? Not songs, but I can give you probably artists. Because What? Yeah. No. Uh, let me, explain I'll, that. I'll explain that. You can't give three Christmas, your favorite three Christmas songs, but you can give your favorite cr- three Christmas artists. Right. Because I don't technically like Christmas songs. Uh, I think they're, it, it, I don't know. There's just something about it that just kind of, I'm kind of bored with. However, when I was a kid, there was a, an album that I always liked, to, liked that we played uh, around Christmas time. And I actually, and I still own it to this day. John Denver and the Muppets. John Denver and the Muppets. Yep. So, like, are it, you getting it's a full album of? And that's it. It's, yeah. Well, that's not the that's not the only one. Because you said you could give me three artists. Well, are yeah. you counting each individual no, Muppet as a fucking artist? <laughs> that's a lot of. There's Kermit. Uh, there's Doctor Teeth. Uh, <laughs> and and of Luke. course, my favorite Muppet, John Denver. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That's just that's just one. I used to listen to that thing all the time. Um, even even today, I could I could put it on right now and listen to it and still remember a lot of. Vic, the cues this was my bad again. You'd already told me I need to go to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I okay. started over here. <laughs> Um, and he's giving me nothing. <laughs> uh, some of the, I, I, I like I like the standard singers, like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Uh, um, Very Nat, white answer, by the way. Nat yeah. King Cole. Oh, is thank one. you. Finally, you're welcome. <laughs> so you didn't let me finish. Well, um, but yeah, those are the ones I grew up listening to all the time. Uh, when I when I was a kid, my mom would throw those albums on, and we'd listen to those all the time. So it's been ingrained in my head, and so I've actually grown to like them. Uh, that being said. I can only take them in small, small doses. Vic, what about you? Uh, for me, Nat King Cole's Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Like mm-hmm. That song, that's that's probably my second favorite. Little Drummer Boy is another one of my favorites. The, uh, I don't know why the pum version. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, is it like a the David, David Bowie? Bowie version? No. No, no, no. You don't it's, like that it's, version? It's the actual, like... By the way, real quick. Christmas, that was kids' version of it. That's for Corey. What the hell did I do? Because he never gave me three goddamn artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just I list- passed it on to me. I gave- he just, well, you know, you just rambled and listed off people. I gave you four. 
What the? Well, then that's even. I said three. <laughs> We're trying to keep it a time schedule here, Corey. You're fucking. <laughs> Not even up. that. I just. There, there was no conviction. There was no this, this, this. You just sounded like you were spouting off people you had heard of. <laughs> All right, Vic. Sorry, go and, ahead. And and then Run DMC's uh, Christmas and Hollows. Yes, uh, what was one, what was the other one? I know favorite. roast nuts on a chestnut. Chestnuts and roast then nuts. A little drummer boy. Little drummer. That's right. Okay. I, I like little drummer boy. Um, and that comes from me being like a little kid. I remember like I don't know who played it first, but it was like this real like. I don't know. It just that that song when I was like little, really little, like stuck in my head. And every Christmas, I want to hear that song. And it, you said it's a specific version, though, yeah, right? Yeah, and I, I was trying it's to not, find it. It's not the. Uh, let's see here. This is great radio. <laughs> oh wait, this sounds like a. I don't think that's this it. Is it. Is it really? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's a, that's the same. This version? is the kid. Like the, it sounds like a kid singing it. Who is it? This is Pentatonics. I don't think this no, is it, Vic. Them, but it, it sounds like that. The girl that sounds like her. is it Vienna Boys Choir? Choir? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know which one is, but it sounds like kid, like kids singing it, like a kid you know, singing it. Hang on, I think I found it. This is like the most popular version of this song, besides the David Bowie one. This is this is. I don't know if this is it, but this is one of this is one of the ones I do like. Uh, one I just thought of. Was um, Mannheim Steamroller? Is, is that, that it? Is that no? Is that the one that does the tours? That's isn't that like that's no that's uh. Who am I thinking of? Are you thinking of the um the like the elect the electric uh something like that the yeah. deck the halls? They do it at the uh, at the, the at yeah. It's like this big like orchestra, like electronic orchestra yeah. thing. Oh, so you're just referring to a local thing? No, they're not local. They're oh, no, no, big. It's, it's a, it's a oh, huge, okay. like major touring. Yeah. Thing. So, so is that? So is Little Drummer Boy? Because uh, obviously, uh, you know, Little Grinch, Grinch McScrooge over here <laughs> doesn't have this feeling. But Little Drummer Boy actually brings up like emotional, like warm well, I mean, like for me. yeah, like so yeah. that's. But I was gonna say is is that when Christmas starts for you? Yeah, like I have to hear that song. Like that that song is because like Christmas doesn't start for me until I hear Happy Xmas, John Lennon. Really That's probably cool. my favorite Christmas song. Mm. Uh, my uncle's the same way, um, but yeah, I love that song. And I also, uh, man, I like a lot of Christmas music, which the, is weird. Didn't George Michael do one? The Happy Xmas? No, not not that song. But well, did, no, uh, he did uh, Last Christmas. That 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 one. What that's that a good one? song. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I like that song a lot too. I also like uh, the Eagles. Please come home for Christmas. Oh God, I can't. That the is Eagles. this. You can't stand that song. No, I can't stand the Eagles. Oh no, I'm not a big Eagles fan either. But I love that song. That is the song that you hear and you see a uh, a protagonist from a movie who's down on his luck, sitting in a bar, drinking, uh, alone. You know what I'm talking about? Like, can you yeah. just here? Go. Let me, yeah, let me, yeah, let, me uh, let me, let me, get, let me get it for you here. Ready? This is the outside of the bar. You see snow, and then they paint into the inside. And he's sitting at the bar with a shot in front of him, drunk. Is that the Eagles? That's huh? the Eagles. Yeah. I didn't realize. This that. is a good song. This is, but is this not what you think of when you hear it? a guy alone at a bar who's having a rough Christmas? Right. Someone from his family shows up to try to talk to him in going back. 
got a whole yeah to the house and he just kind of get he just kind of gets a glancing look from the bartender with an eye roll like oh Oh, this guy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we just wrote a scene for our next movie I tell you there's a couple of obscure Christmas songs that I love just interject real quick the Trans Siberian Orchestra that's it that's it yeah that's the one I was talking about you guys ever heard this. Christmas. Yeah, I know this one. No, you don't. I for Christmas. Yeah, I know this. That's the one I know. Oh, I thought you were. You, I thought you. I, were, I didn't remember the words. Like. Da, 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 well, but no, Christmas. I think there's another one you might be thinking of. Oh wait. Have you ever heard this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. If you know it, don't say it. I don't know what you're going to next, but I've got another one in mind. I'll wait. Ah. Uh, I think the song you're thinking of, Vic, is this. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. You ever heard this? This is an actual Christmas song. This is. Italian Christmas donkey. No black band in existence has ever heard this fucking song. And the proof is the fact that you two white motherfuckers know it to my heart. Jesus. There is Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic. The cutest little donkey, you never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic His paisans? What the, the fuck? Because the cannot climb the hills of Italy. It's Dominic the donkey. Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, la. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. If la, 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 la. Okay, that was rude. Go ahead. I don't know if they still do it, but uh, there was a fraternity at Butler that would play this 24-7 going into Christmas. Uh, they did it a few years ago, and like I said, I don't know if they still do it or not, but they would play it. They'd put speakers outside the frat house and just have it p- playing full blast. Yeah, that, that's that, when I first heard about it. You're a frat. You probably have great press from people, especially <laughs> your neighbors. <laughs> um, oh, you know another song uh, that I thought of? Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh, yeah. I never was a big fan of that song. Why did your, it what? seemed cheesy to me. Oh, I thought, man, because your grandma got run over by Randy. You just no. listened to Dominic the Donkey, <laughs> <laughs> and that seems cheesy to you. Yeah. <laughs> Another one I like is uh, We Three Kings. Do you know that one? I do not. The uh, I, I, are you gonna pull, are you playing it there? I don't know if this is the, the uh, version that I like. I don't know if it's the same one I'm thinking of, but I. This might be. This definitely isn't the version, but we'll see. Where, where, where they say we three kings of Orient are. Yeah, blam, 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 da, 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 da. yeah I, I kind of like this goes. version, though. This sounds like I'm about to see Antonio Banderas <laughs> sitting on the one. side of a building <laughs> with a poncho on he, and a gun underneath. This definitely isn't it. This is like a Spanish version. Yeah. I kind of like that song, too. You know what song I thought you would definitely have had on your list? This one. This one. This is like the that's, ultimate that's black Christmas yeah. song. <laughs> it's this and Run DMC. There, it's the there, whole catalog. There, well, there is like a whole like 
list of like Christmas songs that I remember from my childhood, and every one of them are, are like are black performers mm-hmm. doing the music. So like there is definitely like a black version of Christmas music that it doesn't like it doesn't get the play that. You know, Look at the album fans. art for this song. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Corey's Nightmare. <laughs> it's Donny Hathaway if you want to look at the album what I'm talking about. Go to the uh, Apple Music. Uh, I think this is another one that kind of reminds me of this. This to me has you don't. It's not Christmas again until you Brown. read this one too. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of uh, walking real sad. Oh, from Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd seen that, but I was gonna say it. Oh, so you just decided not to credit right. the yeah, source yeah. of the joke? Yeah. Come on. Um. Now, I think we can all remember, probably the most classical Christmas song ever. Um, you know, I'd say probably, God, I'm sure even back to your generation, Corey, yes. uh, remembers uh, this one. Maybe the oldest Christmas song in history. What? I, I expected it to be older since you said my generation. Well, that was the joke, Corey. I was setting up for it to sound like a really old uh, song, and then it's the 1994 classic from Mariah Carey. <laughs> I, I actually did have an argument with someone that said, that, that was Mariah Carey didn't write that. I was like, yeah, she did. They were like, no, that's like an old song that she redid. Like, nope, that Mariah Carey wrote a Christmas classic. Now, is she credited as She a honestly writer? did. I can't. And that argument was on this show, by the way. Oh, was it, it was really? Us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see if you'd remember that it was this show literally <laughs> like last week that we had this conversation. <laughs> uh, I was waiting to see how long it would take. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you guys are idiots because uh, <laughs> yeah, that shit's from 94. Isn't that weird, though? Like. She wrote a Christmas classic. It's a Christmas classic. Is she actually credited as being the writer? That's my question. Well, it's her song. It's her song. It's whatever her song. But that was my that was my thing. I, I didn't a, know if she actually, okay. She created. Sure she, she created. She created a Christmas classic. She, she made, made it, she it a wrote classic. It I have a hard time believing she wrote any song. The bottom line is she made it a classic. Like yeah. She if, if if someone else had a song and if Miley Cyrus had a song it it probably wouldn't be in, on this show right you now. You know uh, who else is trying to go uh, for that title? For what title? Trying to write that new Christmas classic. And this guy, I guarantee you, wrote it. To Michael Bublé? No, he's another one, though. But <laughs> yeah, he just does covers. Christ- yeah, but he's a big Christmas name now. But he does covers. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's true. But I'm just saying, he's like a big name for Christmas. I wish for Christmas that is it R. Kelly? Yes, it is. <laughs> Were you aware R. Kelly have, has a 12 Nights of Christmas album? Uh, thanks to you, yes. Well, the Jacksons have one, too. And this is actually a really good album. It's really good. Look, for, for everything that's said about R. Kelly, he can fucking he's, sing. You know, he's incredibly talented. <laughs> yeah, yeah keep your moralizing out of my music. Right. Because <laughs> um, most of them have skeletons in their closet. <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Um, I, no, this, this is my favorite song maybe on the whole album, but... Did, uh, I, ever, did I ever tell you I actually met R. Kelly? No. Yeah. Uh, you remember when Sam Goody was downtown in Circle Center Mall? Yeah. I worked there for a little while. He came in there, and do you remember they had the listening stations in the middle? No. Okay, if you walked in, they had a path that led all the way from the front of the front of the store to the back, and in the middle, there were listening stations. He sat at a listening station and just sat there. 
And so nobody, people would walk by and wouldn't even realize it. I'm like, is that Mark Kelly? Just he was sitting literally there? sitting there to see if someone would be like, he hey, was. Mark Kelly. <laughs> or maybe, you know, those other people respected his privacy. No, Whatever. you go in a music store and you just sit down and you're not even listening to the music. You're just sitting there. You're ex- you're He's wanting like, hey, people. Have to you come heard up. that R. Kelly guy's music? Before? <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, before Corey decided to interrupt me with, so what happened? What? What was the moral of the story, Corey? He was really he was really weird because I I went up there. And I asked. I got his autograph and whatnot. But of he was just just the whole time. He was just kind of like acting really weird. Was, I, maybe he was looking for somebody else to pee on. I don't know. I'm just saying. But he, it was it was kind of an odd conversation. Anyways, this is my favorite <laughs> song on the album. It's because we just missed the chorus because somebody uh, Corey had to tell us about the time he, you know, nervously said hi to R. Kelly, asked him for an autograph, and left. Are you gonna play it back now? Uh, yeah. I figured that was. Gonna He's happen. a snowman looking for a snow girl. It's <laughs> a peon. Okay, well, let's get into this movie. Yeah, Corey wasted all of our time. With <laughs> he kind of killed the momentum we had. We had a great conversation going, and, and then, then your goddamn Sam, G- like nothing happened in that story. He didn't buy you lunch. Would have been nice if he did. But it would have been nice if something interesting would have happened. All right. <laughs> Vic, uh, oh no, I guess well, I'm sure somebody you got me all flustered. <laughs> we got to uh, see. This is what needs to happen. We all need to get together for Christmas, and then something will happen. <laughs> You'll have yeah, the story. Us going after Corey. I'll murder Corey. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get into this, uh, before we get into the history segment, uh, do you guys want to? I just found this video that I had posted years ago. Uh, of my daughter reciting a quote from Breaking Bad. Do you guys want to hear it? Sure. Sure. This is when she was, I think, five. A man who opens his door and gets shot? You think that me? No! I am the one who knocks! <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. I'm the one who knocks. A man who opens his door and gets shot? You think that me? That's and my five-year-old. I am an awful parent. <laughs> <laughs> now, has she seen that episode? No. Yeah. She just, me and my friend used it to talk shit to each other. We Like, I didn't even see the show. I just knew that line. So, like, if we're playing video games, just be like, I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> All right. Let's get into a little segment we like to call. The Showdown Podcast presents The Showdown History. Corey. Uh, I... To be honest, I can't remember the first time I actually watched this, but I watch this every year for Christmas. It's I mentioned it before. It's one of the three or four that we always that we always watch, and sometimes more than once. Vic, this movie um, is the movie that everyone talks about nonstop every Christmas. Um, I never actually watched it to the point of being like, "Hey, I'm going to sit down and watch this movie." It's just always on, so I end up sitting through it. And that's like that's my history with the movie. I don't have an actual like background behind it besides seeing it. Brad, first time I'd ever seen it. This has been the Showdown Podcast history. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, first time I've ever seen it was uh, us watching it. I thought you said you saw it a long time ago. I mean, I I it's I'd seen it as a kid, 
but never. I don't think I ever sat down and like. I think it had been on, and I and even if I was, I was so young I didn't remember it. So this is it. So Vic, uh, we have 1989's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, The movie uh, was a surprise success, I would say. Um, on a budget of $25 million, made 71 almost three times the amount. Has a 64% uh, rating on Rotten Tomato. Audience score is 86. That sounds about right. And um, IMDb has it 7.6 out of 10. So, Vic, why don't you tell us about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? So, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is about uh, Clark Griswold and his family um, trying to make the best of a tough Christmas when he realizes that he doesn't actually have enough money to really put on the same kind of extravagant Christmas he's used to doing. Um, Because his present for his family for the year is a swimming pool for their backyard, an in-ground swimming pool, in which he has to shell out all of the money ahead of time um, in order to pay for it. So he is literally banking on his uh, annual Christmas uh, Bonus. bonus to uh, be able to afford Christmas this year without going into debt like most black people do for Christmas. Ah. <laughs> black people got bad credit, Corey. I ain't worried about it. I'll so just pay I. for it next year. <laughs> 2017 is going to be my year. <laughs> so he, he his family, uh, his wife's family, his family are all coming into town. Um, and they plan on doing things up. They go out to get a Christmas tree. The whole crazy shenanigans start out with the search for the perfect Christmas tree. Um, he takes the family out to um, to get a tree. Um, and in the search of the perfect tree, they find it and he realizes that they didn't bring anything with them to fell said tree. So they just rip the fucking thing out of the ground and drag it home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's too big for the house. Hell, it was too big for the car. <laughs> that put it on the roof. So it, it's just, it's, it's way too big to go in the house. So he gets in the house, bends it basically in half, standing it up. Um, and and proceeds to put way too many lights, too many ornaments, and uh, well, f- first, all kinds of shit all over this. Tree. First of all, he had when he got it there, he had he had you use a chainsaw and cut it down some in order to get it to barely fit in there. And while he's outside doing that, his uh, next door neighbors show up, which is one played by Julia Louise Drivers. So that's our introduction to her. And you already and you from his his words to her. You realize that uh, that they don't get along. Uh, she says because they say, uh, "Where are you going to put that?" And he says, "Bend over, I'll show you." Always been one of my favorite lines as as a kid, and I still laugh at it every time because I'm easy like that. <laughs> There's so many things it's, that I could say to that. Easy the like most redeeming statement. thing about the movie is you go in knowing that it's a National Lampoon movie. Yeah. So you get the very satirical and the very Dumb jokes, which I enjoyed. Yeah, uh, there's yeah, they had a, a lot of very na- you know National Lampoony jokes when the tree explodes out the windows and no one noticed. You know, yeah, everyone's just relieved that it's up. Mm-hmm. So sorry, go ahead, Vic. <laughs> so uh, he goes. He proceeds to setting up his Christmas um, lights and everything in his house. Um, the family shows up. He wants to show off how well his uh, how his how nice his house looks. Um, and he's used, what do you say, like a million light bulbs or something like that? Yeah. I don't remember is, the exact number. 
but uh, he he basically covers his entire house with lights. Every from stem to stern, he he covers with lights and proceeds to try to uh, to do it. One thing that I did find rather funny is I don't think that there's any time that I can remember where you don't. I mean, obviously they went way overboard with with how how he did it, but I remember when I was younger having all of those like multi plugs yeah. plugged mm-hmm. into like two sockets. Yeah, to try to make twenty different sockets for all the lights on the trees. That's how I remember setup thinking here at the showdown in the <laughs> Corey Studios. Yeah. And I remember thinking we're gonna burn down this fucking house <laughs> trying to plug all this stuff into one plug. Just last just last a month. Just last a month. <laughs> <laughs> to the point I remember and, and like watching this and like thinking back like when he did turn it on for like a couple seconds uh like the the uh the the meter just like went into overdrive and started like flaring up well that that and the power around the in the city all went yeah, down it all goes down they had they had, they had to use nuclear generators to back up the power usage because of his ass i see Corey doing this, something like this no you would not see it. me doing that because i am too lazy and i hate cold weather so which that would involve me going outside in the cold weather so no, that would never happen. Plus, I have a two-story house, so I'm definitely not getting on that flipping roof. Well, we now figured out how much how, what Corey thinks about Christmas holidays. Yeah, no, that's not what I mean. That's what I think about the holidays. That just wasn't what I mean about Christmas lights. I'm not putting those things. So up. he's trying to get these lights to light up, and he can't get them to turn on for anything. So he's fighting with the lights. He's plugging shit in, unplugging, plugging other things in, trying to get something going. Um, all the while, uh, the neighbors are, I guess that they're against Christmas or just like not feeling Christmas in general. There's, they're portraying, uh, this was, what year did this come out? Was this the 80s? 89. 89. You only so said the, it like four times. Well, I forgot and I wasn't paying attention. Um, I think they're kind of like the yuppies the, and they're, 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 they're like a, a satirical version of yuppies and they're they don't like anything it's it's got to be perfect and and it's gonna cost a lot of money that's their whole that's their whole spiel because they i don't even think they had a tree now that i think about it that whatever so continue (laughs) so um while they're trying to get the lights turned on um their cousin pops up or or the wife's cousin pops up out of nowhere literally out of nowhere because i didn't hear the car park in the uh you didn't hear the the rv show up like he was just all of a sudden there yep and i thought i'd miss something but i i don't think i did like he just appeared didn't he that's the magic of cousin eddie (laughs) I thought I like I seriously thought I was like, did I just miss something? Like, because he's the things parked backwards. They were all standing there, and he was just all of a sudden there. Well, that's and because- cousin Eddie is like that one cousin that everyone has that shows up for Christmas dinner. That everyone's like, oh fuck, who invited him? That <laughs> that that's because uh, in this world they're so they're so drawn to the lights and everything is so gorgeous and beautiful. They're just so they don't even notice anything else it's going like a on around them. The flame mm-hmm. for the couple seconds that it was on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, cousin Eddie shows up. He's got two kids of his own plus his wife, um, and he's apparently down on his luck. And and he's a mooch is basically what he is. He spends all of his time trying to get as much free stuff as he can out of everybody that he can. Um, to survive and uh he's trying like i said the, the main emphasis of this thing is it's him trying to just survive christmas have fun and everything he tries ends up stand like getting fucked up he tries to hide presents for his family um and he ends up getting locked in the attic yeah this <laughs> happened be- before eddie shows up 
Uh, he he does go up into the attic to hide hide some presents, and while he's up there, his mother in law walks by and closes the attic on him, so he can't get out. And in the meantime, they end up going to the store, leaving him by himself locked in there. I'm still trying to figure out how this happens because I we had an attic like that, and I could never get that thing to get stuck up there. <laughs> I've never been in, I've never been in the situation, so I couldn't tell you. So the whole time that they're gone, he's watching old home movies, and he's getting sentimental, and you know he's seeing, um, you know Christmas. Christmas past, past Christmases, yeah. and, and how they had fun and enjoyed each other's company, and 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 with this, with with the whole family there, even though it's driving him, you know, mad with everybody being there, um, he wants to have that Christmas that his dad used to put on, and it, and basically says it to his dad later on in the film, saying, um, you know, basically. I'm not going to be able to do what you've done or, you know, what you did in the past. And his dad reassures him, you you know, you're going to be able to do it because uh, his dad used to, uh, to, to read the night before Christmas to everybody. And his dad says, it's your turn to do it. What that's, you know, later on in the film. Um, but yeah, he ends up once they get, once they get back, he's sitting as he's watching the movies, he's sitting on the, uh, the door to the attic because that's so, a smart thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody opens it and he falls through. So then. Um, Which he first he stepped through the ceiling. Yes. Yeah, and through. lands on the on his son's bed. And he just stands there. Like I'm like okay, just crawl through dude. Crawl through. Like you could be warm right now. Just just crawl through the hole. It's already fucked up. Just just do it. Yeah, I mean, instead gonna, he stays up there and freezes. Out. You were gonna have to replace that ceiling anyway. You might as well just cut a bigger hole and yeah, get out. Just fucking arm drop that bitch and go through. It's a nice soft bed underneath. So uh, the family returns, and uh, you know the, the the more hijinks ensues. He's you know he he's and the whole time they've had the neighbors. Yeah, the neighbors are giving him trouble too. At one point, before he's able to get all the lights to work, he's up on the roof. And he slides off. He slips and he's hanging from the gutter, which ends up pulling down. And then ice from the gutter shoots out of the gutter all the way into the neighbor's window. And uh, it shorts out like their stereo or something. So later on, um, that ends up being like a, uh, a Pratt fall uh, where they end up slipping in the water or something like that. And uh, it, that turns into a, like a comedy so of every errors. Every bad thing that happens to, to, to him <laughs> Affects them somehow, yeah, yeah. some way, somehow they get fucked over. A young Julia Louise Dreyfus, yes, that's another uh, candidate for a vampire. By the way, you think so? You think she looks good? I haven't seen her. Mm. She looks good. Yeah, looks really good. Really Hold on, young. That's that's Elaine, Elaine from Seinfeld. Seinfeld right? Yeah, Veep is what I watch. Uh, yeah, I watch. Oh, that is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife watches that. My wife. I do, I do remember it now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess she could. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what she looked like until you brought that up, and then I could kind of get the picture of it. But yeah. Yep. She can, uh, join, she can join my club. Uh, back to uh, Christmas vacation. So, um. My club. <laughs> this motherfucker I'm got one, it, one senior photo frame <laughs> from, uh. Wait, when did you when when was your senior year? What year was that? Ninety two. Holy shit! That's even that's even longer back than you're I coming thought. up on almost the silver anniversary of that photo, Vic. Yeah, pretty much. Just to <laughs> clarify, uh, if, if you listen to the Miller Times podcast uh, we, that we just put out on the nineteenth, uh, the night before we recorded that at Vic's house, and he has a framed picture 
of himself I from his senior year. I don't have a framed picture of myself. My wife, my wife has a framed picture of me in our living room. It's also your senior picture from 92. But it, tell them about what I what, what else, about the life what about the life size Vic cutout? <laughs> Is that your wife's too, Vic? Well, you know. <laughs> And, and Brad said that uh, he looks like uh, Vic should be joining the Vampire. Club. He should. He does not look much different than he did then. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Which means he had a really old face when he was a senior. <laughs> no, no, he looks young. Um, all right, back to Christmas vacation. So, um, in the struggle of trying to get these lights on, um, at one point the lights actually do come on, and like you said, the whole place goes goes dark for a minute, and then the lights go back out. They, he thinks it's a fuse or something, and he's trying to figure out which one of the, the, the cords he's using caused the blowout. Which one it does come on, it it scares the shit out of Julie yeah. Louise Drivers and her it husband. it blinds them. It blinds them, they're, and they they're end up dinner and falling down. Blinded. I think that one uh, the dude fell down the stairs because of it, too. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, the, it's actually controlled from a switch in the, in garage, the garage, Yeah, and yeah. they don't realize that. So when somebody turns on the switch in the garage yeah. and it doesn't do anything in the like it doesn't turn anything on in the garage. Well, the ant goes right? in there. The ant goes in there to turn on the light in the garage to go into the refrigerator that's in there to get something, and then she comes out and turns the light off, and mm-hmm. that's why he thinks that it blew a fuse. The wife goes looking for to figure out what, what's going on. She ends up going in there and turns it on again. And he's like, oh, my God, it's on. He's yelling for everyone to come out. And she goes to go out to see what what he's yelling about, turns the light off. Everyone comes outside and lights out again. And so he gets pissed off and he ends up kicking uh, Santa Claus and the the reindeer reindeer. and and, and getting frustrated. And then she realizes, oh, I think I just figured out what's wrong. And she goes back and flips the light on. And that's that's when uh, and that's when Eddie shows up. Yeah, after every, everybody up. comes out of the house and, and and sees it, and then Eddie shows up. Eddie appears, yeah, out of nowhere. Uh, the next day, the, I think it's the next day. They uh, they go sledding. <laughs> well, he goes to work, and he's still depressed because he still hasn't received. Everyone else has received their envelope. He's talking to his friend. And oh, his friend right. tells him, mm-hmm. and oh, hold on. He walks in to give his boss a Christmas present, and every Christmas present. That his boss gets is exactly the same. I don't know what was supposed to be in those boxes, but the shape of the box is exactly the same, and all of the presents on that table were the exact same. And thing. it's clear that the boss doesn't care. Yeah, he's just like put it on the table with. The yeah, rest just of put them. it over there. So he goes back to his office and he's talking to his friend. He's like, "Did you get your, you know, your your Christmas bonus?" He's like, "Well, something arrived yesterday, but I haven't opened it yet." And he's like, "Oh, great!" So now he's feeling a little bit better because at least now this pool he's paid for, he'll be able to get Christmas for his family and, and not, you know, be be and not fuck up Christmas. So he goes home, and uh, oh, what, oh, I just had a, he gets the, they get he gets an envelope, but it's not a Christmas yes. bonus. And Everybody gathers around so that well, guy, this isn't until a little bit later. That's not until a little bit later because the mailman had lost it, had it gone down in between a seat, and he shows up guy. on Christmas Eve with it and gives it to. I him. thought that's the part we were at. No, I thought we were just flashing ju- back to that. No, part. that's just jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, there, there was a scene where they uh, they go sledding. Yeah, Brad, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> They go sledding. This is another one of those National Lampoon, uh, you know, type type humor. Uh, he says that they they've got this this company that he works for. They've got this spray that they use. Spray it's on like, Teflon coating. Yeah. So they put it on the sled, and when he shoots, when he goes down the hill, he literally takes off, and it's just flying through all these trees and stuff, and ends up. I think it was in a parking lot. Yeah, like, ends up in the Walmart. Yeah, in a Walmart parking lot. Um, 
and then ends up burning a hole in the bottom of the of the sled. Yeah, I was waiting for Corey to start complaining about that bad CGI of him going down the hill. It was intentional. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen a whole lot worse and a lot more intentional, and you still bitch about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but but then I think it's the next day. Then um, they end up uh, Eddie and uh, Chevy Chase's character. They end up going to that Walmart. And they're talking, and Chevy says that uh, he, he, he heard that uh, there's not going to be any presents for the kids because uh, Eddie's out of a job. They don't have the money to buy and his anything. his daughter comes down and complains about it. Yeah. The foul-mouthed little girl that she is <laughs> is cracking me up. She's just cursing up a store. So so he's like, you know what? I want to I you know get your kids something. So uh, he's like, you know, let me know what they want. And after after saying, ah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, he finally pulls out a list of stuff and says, and he finally says, go ahead and get a little something for you too, Clark. <laughs> so, uh, and, and one, the one gag that I don't know how many people actually notice is Vic didn't notice it until I said it. Um, they were buying these huge bags of dog food. For you, hold on. Do you want to know why I didn't notice it before he said it? Because it hadn't actually happened when he brought it up. Like, he was literally like, they, they were walking down the thing and talking. He's like, watch this, watch this. He's going to throw that in there. He's going to throw it right on top of it. It hadn't happened yet. Like, I hadn't had even seen, seen it. You had seen the movie before. You know how long it's been since I've seen that movie? I didn't even remember the scene. And you See, were like, yeah, go. it's going to happen. You didn't know about it. Um, but the, there's a big bag of dog food. And Clark, he grabs three bags, three like fucking twenty five pound bags of dog food, yeah. and throws it in there. And then when he puts the the light bulbs on top of it, he grabs another twenty five bag, twenty five pound bag of a different dog food, and throws that on top right of on it. top of the light bulbs. That always makes me laugh because it's like one of those little subtle jokes in the, in this movie. I mean, uh, it's just something you have to actually be paying attention to, uh, or have Corey in the same room with you to fuck it. Yeah, up. or have me pointed out. <laughs> So, uh, so, oh, the next day then, Eddie is outside emptying out the, uh, you forgot about the RV. Hold on. And, and whatever her name is, the old, old lady that shows up. May Castell? Yeah. She shows up with her husband. Her final movie. Was that, this was her last movie? This is her final movie. She began her career in 1930 as the voice of Betty Boop. Oh, yeah. I did know that. I don't know why that's something I know. I don't know why that was something that I that was in there. But so she shows up and I, I found her the one of the funniest parts of the movie. Like the, her and her husband were one of the funniest parts of the movie for me. When she first shows up, she's like she's murmuring like she's got Alzheimer's or something. But she's going on about all this stuff at Christmas. And, and no, everybody's like, this woman's fucking crazy. She has a present that she hands over. And <laughs> the Chris, what's his name? Uh, what's the kid's name? The son. Uh, uh, Rusty. Rusty is like, um, this box is, is purring <laughs> or meowing or whatever. And he's like, oh, she get, uh, the mom says, oh, she gets confused sometimes. And she just wraps presents <laughs> she just wraps that she has around the house. Yeah. And she apparently wrapped the cat. And every once in a while, that box would just go crazy in his hands. Yeah. And you could tell that the cat was in there. So they open up the box and let the cat out. And that ensues a whole other set of fucking problems for them. Because while they're sitting down to dinner. Well, well don't forget, too, that Eddie walks up and goes, uh, this one's leaking, Clark. <laughs> and yeah. she had wrapped her jello mold in, in there and it was leaking out. And he's like, mm, lie. <laughs> he actually licks it. and Yeah, off of the wife's finger. Yeah. Not his own, the wife's finger. So uh, they're all sitting down eating dinner. 
And uh, apparently there was cat litter or cat food in the in the uh, in the Jello mold. I don't know what it was exactly, but yeah, it's never really explained. It, but whatever it was, it was crunchy. So I'm thinking it was cat litter. Probably so. <laughs> so they're eating. They, which, um, which Eddie has no problem eating anyway. Right. Eddie's wife had made the turkey, and it looked like a really good turkey until she tried to cut into it, and it exploded and gas. Vapors came out of it. It's just like a bunch of prats. Like I guess it wouldn't be a prat, but a bunch of just sight gags. Yeah, one right after another. The whole the whole dinner process. Um, and while this is all going on, that cat that was wrapped in the box that they should have left in there is pulling at the uh, the the light bulbs, the string of lights on the tree, um, until it literally unplugs the tree and pulls the the cord underneath of the chair. And when they plug it back in, you get this horrible cat execution <laughs> well that guy had nine lives he just spent them all that's what uh because it uh the cat died you get it yeah 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 we get it all right thanks for that <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i uh if excuse i excuse me i was uh if I, I had my crickets <laughs> don't worry vic you may not have your crickets but we all we, ha- we always have <laughs> So uh, the cat gets electrocuted and burns a stain into the floor and the bottom of the chair in which they take it outside to get rid of it. Um, and while when they come back in, uh, they're freaking out because they hear something in the tree. Yeah, they get the point. new tree. They, they keep hearing something in this tree. And uh, was that the tree after it burned down? Mm-hmm. Oh, the cat. That's right. I'm sorry. The cat yeah. burned the tree down. In the process of lighting, and when he plugged it back in, yeah, because the, the, the because fire. the uncle's hair, uh, his toupee caught on fire, right? And uh, and that's and then and, and it the lit it lit down. the tree on fire, and uh, when <laughs> Clark gets pissed off and goes outside and cuts down the neighbor's tree, which falls through their window, so again another reason why yeah. this neighbor is hating on him, and he you just see it come through their window, it crashes in there, they both freak the fuck out, and then you just see it slowly pull out the window, like he didn't even <laughs> care what was going on. He takes it inside, he puts the tree up, they redecorate it, and the next thing you know, there's a squirrel attacks them, and uh, <laughs> which it, which out of the tree, which there's you know the dog is chasing the squirrel, and uh, all through the house, and finally. Uh, Clark opens the door. The squirrel jumps out at the same time. Julia Louise Dreyfus is standing there. She screams because the squirrel, actually, the squirrel jumps towards her, and the, so does the dog, and, and knocks her over, and then they cut to another scene, uh, which I think then we see Cousin Eddie the next morning outside emptying out the RV, which everybody's favorite line that uh, and favorite scene, I think, that if you... Uh, look at social media. The picture is all over the place uh, with him standing out there and saying, shitter's full. Yep. Uh, which which gets the, uh, which there's gags from the neighbor, you know, the neighbors are come out of their house and they're gagging. Uh, there was something about that drain being some sort of a runoff or something in particular and that him putting that down there was going to cause a problem. Yeah, that, I don't because what he said it was that though. because at the it, that sets up the gag at the end of the movie when uh, which we'll get to in a second. We'll get to in a minute. Okay, but I'm asking you, what did he say that was from? What was it? Like he said there was something He said he can't do line. that. He said he can't do that because of the gases um from from the from the RV, what's in that tank going in there? They can't mix with whatever the drain itself. So. Okay, so <laughs> that question doesn't get answered. <laughs> <clears throat> 
So, um, at that point, basically, it's 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 New Year's Eve. Uh, sorry, Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve. We just skipped Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas Eve. Um, he's daydreamed. Uh, there was a point where he had a scene from um, Fast Time in Ridgemont High. <laughs> yeah, that's like. that's what that reminded me. That of. happened earlier when when uh, the the daughter Eddie's daughter came downstairs and was telling him that uh, that there's probably not going to be uh, Santa's probably not going to find them and whatnot. And that's when he learns that they're not going to have any presents. And actually, his Clark's wife actually. Uh, also heard the same story from Eddie's wife that that there's going to be that issue. So yeah, he's he's daydreaming, looking out there and at the pool that he's he's going to have. Everybody's out there having fun. Not to mention the sales. I think it's a sales girl from earlier in the movie, which we didn't talk about this scene where uh, he he was at the store with Rusty and looking at lingerie. He's wanting to buy some lingerie for his wife and this this hot sales lady is there trying to explain everything to him so she shows up in this little dream sequence in a swimming suit and and jumping in the pool and of course, after taking the swimsuit off yeah <laughs> which we don't get to see <clears throat> so the reason why i brought this up is because the next thing that happens is um when the the delivery guy shows up and he's mm-hmm. got a wreath in his hand and he's all apologetic oh i didn't notice that this fell down between my seat and uh, Clark was basically consigned to the fact that he was screwed. And then this envelope shows up and he's super happy. He doesn't open it before he explains to his family that for Christmas, he got them an indoor and in ground pool and that he was going to use whatever was left over to fly the rest of the family back out to, for the grand opening of the pool and all this stuff. And he was waiting for that money to show up and he was so happy and everyone was happy. And then he opened the envelope and it was the jelly of the month club. Yeah. <laughs> is that it's an, the is gift that... that keeps on giving? That's <laughs> that's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Is that a real thing? The Jelly of the Month Club? Yeah. There's a of the month club for everything, dude. Beer of the month, jelly of the month, meat, cheese. There's there's a something of the month in everything now. That, that it must... probably started because of this stupid movie. It sounds like <laughs> a really sucky club. Well, I mean, nothing wrong with jelly. Yeah. Everybody likes jelly. No, not really. I mean, it's okay, I guess, every now and then. But I couldn't do it once a month. Can you imagine how much? I'm sure it's how much just would a small a bottle. Month? I'm sure it's like a little small container. It's probably nothing major. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so once he realizes this, he basically just goes fucking ape shit. Like curses worse than me on a Sunday night, on a Saturday. That afternoon. whole speech is hilarious. Which I I, I can't can't do it I, I, from memory. But that, that come whole on, Corey, speech, you nope. can do it. No, if I had the if I had the uh, dialogue pulled up, I could, but. No, that that always makes me laugh. That was your cue. You should have had that. You don't have that? What? You don't have that? Mm-mm. Uh, I figured you would have had it. No. <laughs> so anyway, it, a, after the speech, he says that he wished he had his boss right here uh, with a bow on his head so he can tell him you know, what he thinks of him and whatnot, uh, which prompts Eddie to disappear without anybody knowing and finding out where... Uh, the boss lives and kidnaps him, brings him back, and the wife, the the boss's wife, calls the police and finds out where they went. I don't know, I'm not real sure how she figured that out. The uh, while while they're having this whole conversation, when he brings him back, he's like, you know, he tells him, I can't believe you did this, and you know, I had this set up, I'm counting on it, and he's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. He realizes. He made a mistake. Meanwhile, the fucking SWAT team is showing up outside of his house. Meanwhile, there's a SWAT team on the roof and on the neighbor's also, roof. Also, they said the the mom said this is the first uh, 
kidnapping for the family. Not true. <laughs> they held the worker at Wally World hostage. Yeah, I know. That was, that was the joke. In the uh, vacation. Yeah. Um, but then but then after they get everything settled, the SWAT team busts in through all sorts of windows and everybody's going like freaking out. They repelling down from the second story, coming through the windows. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. Well it's an again, it's a national lampoon movie. They oh, they have I understand. to they, they kinda of blow everything a little bit out of proportion, which which makes it funny. Um and they tell everybody to freeze. The funniest thing I always think is uh Beverly D'Angelo's character when she freezes, her hand is right on Chevy Chase's dick. Still trying to figure out why that happened. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, what was why she it doing happened to be exactly? right there? Who? The mom, like when they sell, when they yell twice. freeze and they're all froze. She's got her. She's like her cupping hand his is balls. Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. she's like cupping his balls when it happens. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then when the wife sh- when when the wife comes in with the head of the police um, and introduces herself, she takes her hand away to shake his shake her hand. Yeah. And then puts it right, right back, back on his was. on his dick. <laughs> So they end up getting everything cleared out, and they explain everything what happened. And the cops think uh, the head of the head of the police was like, "Yeah, that is pretty pretty much." He's a like, "You're dick a dick," move. and then the wife was like, "You're a dick," yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I am a dick." He's like, "I realize like, that." I- All right, so I'm going to make this right. I'm going to give everybody a bonus plus a five percent. I'm give everybody their Christmas bonus plus a five percent increase on their Christmas bonus. Yeah, so everybody gets happy. Everybody cheers, and. Uh, they go outside. What, were, what? I can't remember. The why. old man. The old man went outside. To oh, he went out. To, which, which is the setup from earlier with with the gas, and they realize they they smell something uh, in the air, which is uh, from Eddie dumping everything from the RV into the sewer. As soon as he lights it, there's an explosion, and yeah, the green mist and the light coming out of the out of the, the, yeah. the thing. It probably wasn't like an alien spider down there. It literally was something explosive. Um, one of the reindeer from Clark's uh, Santa th- Santa display ends up getting launched. Actually, it was, no, the, it whole was thing. the whole thing. Yeah, it gets launched in the air, and the old sen- the the senile aunt she starts singing the starts doing the Star Spangled Banner. And everybody is just stopped and putting their not me. <laughs> I took a knee. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And uh, and then and that's the end of the movie. Yes, it is. Yes, all time. So Brad, time I was trying to see how much of this movie I could actually get Corey to say for me. <laughs> <laughs> it worked pretty well. It worked pretty well. <laughs> All right, and uh, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back to let you know if this movie survives or not. You are listening to the award-winning Showdown Podcast. It's commercial time. For the Showdown Podcast. All right, uh, Vic, we're going to let Corey go first because it is a few days before Christmas. I would feel really bad. My Christmas gift to you, Corey. Go ahead. All right, you can find me. Nope. God, you're dumb. God, you're so dumb. That grin strikes again. Vic. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> and you fell for you bit like all, all the way. Uh, so this movie, I found bits Whoa, of what are you funny. doing, Vic? We're doing commercials. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You lose. You know what? 
You can find me at bradscottcomedy.com. <laughs> Links to social media there as well. Uh, you can find the show at the Showdown Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and the Showdown Podcast on pa- uh, Facebook. Click like somebody should. You know what? Vic, now go ahead. All right. Nope, Corey. You can find me on Historic First. I know. <laughs> go ahead. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at NKO Gonzo. Also, don't forget to check out our other podcast, the Miller Times Podcast. You can find it on Twitter at Miller Times Pod. All right, Vic. Uh, <laughs> Does he not get music? I don't get any music. I see. That's I your mean. punishment. You don't get any music. Uh, Fucking God. Man. There we go. Go ahead, Vic. <laughs> oh, I see. I get to be the donkey. Ah, I see how this works. <laughs> can't take this shit seriously. <laughs> you can find me at MillerKing51 on social media. All right. Let's get back to the show and let's see uh, if National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation holds up. Also, check out WrestleMania. That's WrestleMania with an A. WrestleMania, me and my best friend Brent Terhune, two comedians talking pro wrestling. Available wherever podcasts are sold. We don't need you to show how much of an ass you are, Corey. We already know. La, la. La 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 la. Welcome back to the Showdown Podcast. It is our final episode of our Christmas-tastic series. Christmas is in three days. Something like that. Yeah. If Corey releases this on time. It will be on time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is uh, whew, this is the end of it. I'm glad you fuckers dressed up for the occasion. I am the only one wearing a festive sweater. I'm the Christmas villain. Shut up. Ah, oh, that's cheap. <laughs> Although it's green, so it could be Grinchy, so I'll go. give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we talked about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You've heard our thoughts. You've heard little facts. You've heard everything we have to say on it. Now it's time to figure out if this movie indeed holds up. So, let's start with, uh, let's start with Vic. Vic. All right, so... Uh, I don't have a lot of history with this movie. Um, we covered that watching... the first part. <laughs> <laughs> Look uh, who's trying to be a dick, you know, <laughs> and accuse someone else of not paying attention. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with not paying attention. It has to do with my explanation, by the way. Mm. Fucktard. Mm. Um, it, <laughs> again, I don't have a lot of history with the movie. As I mentioned earlier, um, watching it this time... Uh, there are some pretty good, um, just kind of funny points in it, but I just don't really understand what makes this movie like everyone's like go-to Christmas movie. I don't get it. It's not that funny to me. Because it is. Funny. And because of that, I don't feel like it. It makes it for me. All right. 
Corey? Well, I'm the exact opposite, in case you haven't been able to tell this entire episode. Uh, and the fact that I said we watch it every year. It's the most fucking animated I've ever seen Corey on this show in almost 100 episodes. Yeah, I know. I love this movie. It will always be one of uh, my uh, Christmas classics. It'll be something I always watch every every uh, every year at Christmas time, and I watch uh, every Halloween or, or every <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, um, but no, it's uh, along with a couple other ones. It's gonna be it's one that we watch every year, and uh, and that is that's never gonna change. I love this movie, so yeah, it holds up. Brett, all right. So here's. I, I guess that I had maybe seen it when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything really about it. I just knew certain scenes from just pop culture. And so I went in kind of fresh, and I love the National Lampoon movies. Like, all of them are really good. And so I thought about, does this movie survive or not? So I said to myself, okay. Self? I... I had a middle school teacher that made that joke, and I thought it was so funny in middle school. But now, but now I make the joke. So yeah, and, and now you make the joke, and, and I get, and I, I knew this was coming. I knew it. There we have it. So I'm going to read you the movies I came up with, and I said to myself, if I can come up with ten. Christmas movies I like more than this movie. It doesn't survive. Okay, but if I can't, mm-hmm. if it can be in one, if it can be in that in top, top ten, ten, it'll survive. So why don't you guys? Oh, I'll, do we get to pick? Do we get to? Do we get to guess what they are? Um, I mean, sure. Some of the steam out of here. I haven't. I haven't said whether I've even came up with ten or not. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you can. That, yeah. Stop talking to him. We've had this conversation twice today. So Stop it. I am going to... I do need your help, though, Corey. Oh, okay. Sometimes you have to treat him like he's special needs. Okay, I got you. I want you to help. Okay. I am going to... Uh, before we get too offensive, I'm going to stop you there. Um, <laughs> I am going to read off a movie, and you guys give me a count after I okay. say the movie. A count. Like, like that's one. Oh, oh, okay. That I read a movie. That's two. I like the two idea. Of, Christmas. I, I like the idea of us uh, guessing uh, 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 what. We've okay, for, you know, Corey, go ahead then. You you guess, way. and we'll see, we'll see how far this goes. Okay. Go ahead. Krampus. Obviously. All right. So that's one. Oh, I'm not, no, no, oh, you motherfucker. Don't, you, uh, I'm not in this. I'm uh, not. No. Okay. That's one. One okay. movie. Okay. Um, I'm not. I want to say Christmas Story, but I believe you do not like that movie. So I'm going to say no to that one. How about? Elf. It's two. Uh-huh. Two movies. Okay. How about uh, Kirk Cameron surviving Christmas? Or saves Christmas? Just took the air out of the whole fucking bit. I knew he would. I shouldn't have even let him get this I far. I don't know why you... I told you. I told you. <sighs> this, was my, this was my mistake. I know. This is on me. I let you, you go. Know, that's three. What? You didn't think I would think of that one? I was hoping not. God, it's still it's my mistake. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Let's redeem this. <sighs> Finish it out then. All right. It's just it feels pointless now. It doesn't survive. <laughs> Hold on. I thought of ten movies. However, I want to know what the rest of the ten movies are. So okay, just get so I have down, run it down real quick. Can I get some other ones? Fred Claus. No. <laughs> God. Fred Claus. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. With Vince Vaughn. Here's the list. Okay. And this is this, you know, I'm gonna read it how I would have done it, which would have been really funny. Should we go back and and edit this part out? 
No. Now because you fucked it up. Because I already sound angry. (laughs) Krampus, Elf, The Night Before, Ernest Saves Christmas, Home Alone, Santa Claus, The Santa Claus Movie Mm -hmm. from 1985 with Dudley Moore. Okay. Both of you know that? Yes. Holy shit. You're the only two people I think I've met that have heard of that movie because I've been asking everybody. Um, Gremlins, Scrooged, and I was going to say, which is nine. And then I remembered Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. <laughs> that was going to be the bit. And then it was going and then I was going to say, so it does not survive. I probably would have gotten a couple other ones. You wouldn't have gotten the Santa Claus movie. Maybe not. You wouldn't no. have put the Santa Claus. I'm guessing Santa came Claus. To your I would have thought of. I don't think so. You didn't. You went to Kirk Cameron's before you went to the Santa Claus. That's only. I'm we guessing just did Kirk it. Cameron was you fishing around the bottom barrel. Would you have thought of Scrooged? No, I would have forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Which would have been on his list. Would you thought which about? You would think he would have because he used that movie. Yeah, in, in a, 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 the in a battle. Yeah. yeah. Battle. What yeah. about Ernest Saves Christmas? Would you have thought of and remembered that? Probably not. Yeah. I was going to go with... Again, uh, because that was your Christmas movie for that Scrooge movie episode in which you actually said, I really like the Scrooge movie, but I like Ernest better. Mm-hmm. So if Ernest was in there, then you should remember Scrooge So was do in you there. see the error of your ways? Nope. You brought nothing to the segment <laughs> except for ruining mine. I guess three of them. You get out of 10. You 30%, me- Corey, this isn't baseball. <laughs> You're not hitting. You didn't let me finish. But he's special. You have to give him a participation award. I didn't let you finish because it don't because yeah, you you may not have you may have only gotten three movies, but it only took you three to fucking ruin the joke. <laughs> you didn't need all ten to ruin the joke. You didn't tell me there was a joke there. You ruined it in three goddamn movies. Christmas with the cranks in on there? Oh, it's Christmas with the cranks in this kitchen right now, boy. <laughs> I'm the cranks. What about Jingle All the Way? Oh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it ahead of any of the movies on my list. I think I have a pretty flawless list. Uh, I mean, the night before, I think it's an underrated because it's new, but that's a really good movie. I did like that Have you seen that? Have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet. It's It's really good. It's on my list of movies. And I think it's on on demand. Like, if you have HBO, you should be able to to watch it. What about Harold and Kamara's Christmas? I really, I actually really like that movie. It was just on TV the other day. I, you know, I may have been able to substitute that in for, uh, for the Tim Allen Santa Claus, because that was like my my tenth. Surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cameron was like four. <laughs> he was Krampus. Still, he was still one off. Elf. Night before. Kirk Cameron. In that order. Um, okay, so I gotta say, I think this is kind of an upset. Christmas Vacation. Does not survive. I do have to say, though. Contrary to popular belief. No Destiny's Child. No. For National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. But you know what? Now now you know how I felt on a few movies. (laughs) That's all right, I guess. So this isn't the first time that one that I've been the only one that said yes it holds up. So so that's fine. What was the one where I? You were so enthusiastic about it. I know. What was the one that I said uh, holds up that both of you guys vetoed? Do you remember? Mm, no. Kirk. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all was wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> did Above the Rim, did both of you... Did, 
I don't remember how above we above the rim. No, because I like the above the rim. So you have no. I'm, so I'm saying, but so it survived. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, we're getting into awful territory. Yeah. Let's let's let's, let's move on. Time is tissue. Let's get to. Uh, we need to talk about. Yeah, it's you our, let Corey try to answer that question. <laughs> it's uh, it's our our final edition of what'd you get. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. What'd, What'd you, you get? get? Mm-hmm. So we've we've talked about some of our favorite Christmas presents over the years. Uh, I talked about a Lazzy Bear, a Super Nintendo. You guys talked about whatever the fuck you talked about. <laughs> and how much you cared. Uh, now I think, though, what we should do is we should talk about what gift we want to see under the tree this year. Now, Vic came up with this, and I like this idea. Now, were you, were you thinking, we probably should have talked about this before we recorded, were you saying, like, Money's not an object, just whatever you would want under the tree. Corey will do a hacky, lame joke and name some female celebrity. Of course. Um, but, or were you saying, like, what you are sincerely wanting for this actual year? Um, kind of a, a combination of both. Like, I don't think that's possible, Vic. Well, no, no, Either like, money's an option or money's not an well, option. Uh, well, there you go. Okay, so let's say money's no option. The one thing that you would have under the tree, within reason, like you're not going to get a fucking Murcielago under your tree type oh, of situation. I'm sorry, a what? A Murcielago. It's Brad, do you know what the hell that is? I don't. It's a I'm not a car guy, though. It's a Lamborghini. Mm. Um, anyway. How about this? How about we do one of each? Okay. How about we do money's no option and, and, real, and what you really want? So, uh, Vic, this was your idea. You start us off. Okay, so money no, money's no object. My Both of mine are in the same category. Money's no object present would be a uh, a drone, a, a mm. real high high quality drone, camera drone, and then my realistic one is a GoPro. I really want a GoPro. I've got which two is of like them. a which is like a drone for your head. Yes, mm-hmm. pretty much. I've got two of them. I'll sell you one. Oh, GoPro! Not mm-hmm. Christmas. I want it under the tree. I want to unwrap a GoPro for Christmas. Plus, you probably... If I don't get one, I may buy it off. Yours, is, <laughs> yours is, is probably just like a Viewmaster <laughs> with like a headband, you know, glued to it. Like, Corey, that, that's not a GoPro. <laughs> now, look, you can see uh, you can see Rainbow Bright yeah, just, and her, all of her adventures. Just like this, you get different views. You got to pull the lever on the side. <laughs> Corey, what are your two options? Okay. If money's no object, I'm going to say... Well, you said we can't say a car, so that's out. Um, I would say uh, a new setup for for the podcast, as far as a new board, a new laptop that goes. Oh with shit! It. On my stuff, huh? No, <laughs> no, I get it. So uh, that would be your money's no object thing. Yeah, his own laptop Just would be good. The, a laptop, a sound. I get my own soundboard. Uh, and then a whole new, whole new soundboard and uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, mixer. He just and all so that. badly wants to drop a loser game show sound on me. Yeah. <laughs> Very. All right, and if and if money is an object, if money is an object. Uh, you know, as I get older, um, I really tend to not want much. You know, obviously that is that negates everything I just said. What did you tell your wife to get? Make sure she. Okay, got you want me to tell you? I told her T-shirts. T-shirts. Yeah. What are these specific kind? Yeah, they're all wrestling T-shirts. Nice. What are some of the ones you went with? Uh, Roddy Piper, the hot rod, the one, hot rod the, one, the white yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, then there were three uh, Lucha Underground shirts, or th- one that's got the uh, the Lucha Underground logo. Another one is Johnny Mundo, who used to be Johnny Nitro. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And then he was somebody else too. 
Yeah, I forget what. Oh, because John got, Morrison. John Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Um, his it looks like the underground Lucha Underground logo, but it's got uh, crosses in the eyes. Uh, and then the third one is uh, uh, Pentagon Dark, which is a, a luchador from Mexico. Uh, which, if you Brad, I know you haven't seen Lucha Underground, but he is. You need to check him out. Um, also, who else was there? There's an Eddie Guerrero and Scott Hall shirt that I that was on Pro Wrestling Tees. Nice. Um, and Roddy Piper's book. Ah. That's, which just came out. So those are what I asked for. Um, Brad, what you? What about you? Money's no object. It's I'm still a pretty simple guy. Uh, the actual World Series trophy. <laughs> <laughs> After they engrave the Cubs on it, not a replica, not a re- no, the actual trophy. And I want Joe Madden to be in its PJs with like a, a Scrooge hat on, <laughs> holding a uh, a candle as like a lantern as I open it, and Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant uh, to be hanging out to play video games. This is one fucking elaborate present. <laughs> But again, I'm oh, a simple guy. All that under the tree. Oh, they'll fit. <laughs> get just... a big tree, Vic, or just cut out half of it. Uh, they're gonna lay underneath on their side with their. Uh, realistically, um, you know, what? I'm. A, I, I've said. I've all. I, I, I always say such great things about executive producer Molly Smith. I'm gonna shit on her uh, for Uh-oh. a second uh, because. You know, does, we're, does she listen to the show? Is she going to hear? No, she doesn't listen to the show. Okay, Corey, no he one listens her to, all the time. Though. No one listens to the show. Okay. Um, I she she asked me what I wanted from her, and I said the only thing I want is a hat. It's from an artist in Miami, and it says uh, it just it's really basic. It's a black hat. It says Ancient Explorer, and it has a uh, artistic drawing of an owl. It's a really cool looking hat, and I really like the artist. And that's all I wanted. It's a $30 hat. I gave her a 20% off promo code. So it would have been $24. Right. You even gave and her I, the promo well, code. Well, I'm like, you got to order by December 11th for the promo code to work. Yeah. And she texts me four days ago. They're sold out. <laughs> How long ago did you give her the uh Obviously the code before. Like November. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Before the code expired, <laughs> yeah. Corey, yeah. Before the code expired. Well, so I figured I that did, much, but I, I was did, wondering how far. I then had to change it to uh, heat pacer tickets for March. That's that's what. Now, here's what here I'm changing what I want for Christmas. Um, when he goes to this pacer and heat game, I want him to wear all pacer stuff. Oh yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> you just lost. I'm your going Christmas. in a Hassan Whiteside jersey. You just jersey, lost your Christmas present, and I'm talking <laughs> shit to everyone. Have fun with that. So and, that's and you know what? I, I'm I'm sorry for what you're gonna hear and have done to you. What's that? Because you're in, you'll be in Conseco, well, the field house, mm-hmm. and uh, wearing all Miami stuff, talking shit. There's a lot more people. That are there that are not going to be in Miami stuff. Yeah, well, it's a bandwagon city, so if the Pacers are five hundred, I won't have to worry about a whole lot of people <laughs> to begin with. So, I'm not going to argue. Moving that. on, um, we like to do Hoosiers in their basketball. We like yeah. to do something uh, on the show. We like to do uh, a little little thing we call recasting, where we take quotes. 
from the movies that we do on the show, and we recast them with a new person reading that quote. And uh, the the speech Corey was talking about, uh, the big blow uh, up, the big blow up. I had it up here. It's like it's like the second one down. Yep, I found it. So this is Clark's speech, and who should we get to 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 do this? Let's think. Um, I can only think of one person. There's only one person. Who should we really do, do Fake Owen Wilson? Oh Lord! No, that would be awful. I, I have to find the uh, the tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we got to go with with the one and only. Oh, y'all mean me? <laughs> y'all want me to do it? All right. Hey, Miley Cyrus here. I'm going to be Clark Griswold, buddy. Hey, if any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I got one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought right here, buddy. With a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye. And I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, floor-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stuffed-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed, sack of monkey shit he is, buddy. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the title? <laughs> And sing. Uh, inbred from Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Miley just clued me in on something that you said. Hmm. <laughs> he actually says where he lives. You're like, I don't know how he figured out where he yeah, lives. Yeah, but there's a lot of houses on that line. How did he know which house to go, exactly which house to go to? He still said it in the thing. Well, that's yeah. why he went. That's like perhaps, guess- uh, perhaps the name Shirley was on the mailbox. Yeah, the Shirley's. It's possible. But it doesn't matter. Thank you, Miley Cyrus. You guys have proven it doesn't hold up. <laughs> oh, he's mad. <laughs> Someone's salty. Corey's <laughs> mad. They didn't like my movie. <laughs> um. So. Oh, if we uh, just if we had it all, all I can say is you, uh, you really, you, you picked the movie. It didn't make it. This happens from time to time. We don't want you to be completely upset about it, but we do need you to walk away. I just can't wait till next year to see which uh, Christmas movies we pick next year. I was thinking about that. We need to do that 80s Santa Claus movie. We could do that as one. It's Dudley Moore. We'll get to be able to do more accent here. I really <laughs> love that feature, Dudley Moore. As long as it's from Arthur, where he's a drunken alcoholic. <laughs> you got to get the laugh in there, too. Ah! I don't know. I'll work on it. Yeah. You, still, you got a year to do it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You know what? Uh, since you guys are so good with us on social media... Tweet us uh, or comment on Facebook your suggestions for what you would like to see in next year's Christmas Tastic series. And for boys, yes, that's the Christmas season. It's all over. It's beginning to look a lot. Like it's not really looking a lot like Christmas here, though. No. At least not for Corey. I think he was referring to the weather. I'm talking about you. <laughs> it's uh, well, it's uh, it's, it's, it's icy. It's cold. Yes. We don't have any snow. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I don't like snow. So, I like a white Christmas. Got days That's off. racist. It's nice and warm. I will say there is something right around Christmas 
like the day, maybe the day of, like Christmas Day, day after, maybe a couple days after, where it is just stacked up with snow, and there is nothing really to do but just stay inside. Where like, that's kind of nice, but that shit gets old after like a day, and then you want to kill whoever you're stuck inside with. Yeah. And it's me and my daughter. I can take her. She's nine. I don't know. She's watched Chucky several times. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, but. You know what? To all of our showdowners, thank you guys so much for listening. We do sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, for you two, idiots, Corey, Vic, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Xmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Hope you guys have great break. I think we will. And uh, we will see you guys. uh, We will talk to you listeners next week after the holidays for our best of worst of episode. And then after that, we'll be doing a look forward to 2017. So for Corey Miller, Vic Miller. No relation. I'm Brad Scott. Happy holidays, you sons of bitches. You've been listening to the Showdown Podcast. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door Sure it's Christmas Happy holidays, y'all! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.